what if we found the faithful people who serve week in and week out, mm. uh, from volunteers to, to parents, uh, to uh, youth workers, to people who run camps, uh, and have conversations with them. Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast, where we talk about the calling of youth pastors to equip students for the work of making disciples, moving teens from church attenders to disciple makers. Here are your hosts, Joel Friend and Jeremy Collins. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Season 2 of Disciple Making Youth Ministry, now in HD. HD, we've got a camera now. Now oh you boy. can see what we can look like, and I've planned this great because <laughs> I'm off. It's a Tuesday. I usually work Tuesdays. I'm off today, and I forgot uh, about that as I got dressed this morning and then drove over here. So, so glad to see you. I hope you... Are glad to see us too. So. See, now they're going to have to find the video to know what you're wearing. Yes. Isn't that great? So, yeah. well, welcome as we begin season two. We've been off for the summer and we've, we're going to talk a little bit about what our summer looked like and then we're going to shift into what we're so looking forward to about the fall. But before we get to that, Joel, can you tell us a little bit about what is season two going to be like? Yeah. So, you know, when you go through a whole season, you kind of hit the main things, right? When you're at the front end of this, we had all these ideas and then you kind of, you, you knock those out. And now we're in season two and we're kind of thinking through, okay, what do we want to do? We had this idea at one point. It's like, why don't we bring all the heavy hitters on? You know, we have some connections here and there, you know, Walt Mueller, you know, Josh Griffin, we know, um, Duffy Robbins, Duffy Robbins. We, we, we have these connections, but then it dawned on us. Uh, that they that we need them to come on our podcast more than they need to sure. be on our podcast. Absolutely. Their platforms are always established, and so what we kind of you know decided on was what if we found the faithful people who serve week in and week out, mm. uh, from volunteers to to parents uh, to uh, youth workers to people who run camps, uh, and have conversations with them. And I, we were with somebody meeting uh, that's going to be on the ep- uh, on an episode in a couple weeks, and I was like, you know, it's kind of the diners, drive-ins, and dives of youth ministry is that we want to find, you know, the people that maybe you, you don't look for, they're not the big chain, you know, sure. they're not the Josh Griffin and, you know, the Walt Mueller's of the world, which they're doing great work in the world. What about those faithful servants that work week in and week out? And some of them have been doing it for such a long time. Yeah. Let's get their thoughts about youth ministry. Yeah, and I'm so excited. And these aren't just folks connected to our church. These are folks that we've bumped into in ministry or, or learned yep. about. And there are some exciting conversations coming that I just I can't wait to get there. Uh, and I hope you're following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. YouTube, which we already have yeah. a YouTube channel, we'll, right? We're going to be posting to YouTube now. now. We can post to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and start start following us there. Make sure you hit bell for notifications, all that good stuff out of the way. But you won't want to miss some of those conversations that we've got coming over the next few weeks and months. So Yeah. Well, today we're jumping into what we did this summer. And I, Joel, I'm going to shoot it back to you. What was your summer like, both personally, ministry-wise? What did you have going on that you did this past I actually summer? had a question in my mind I wanted to ask you on the way here was, do you find the summer to be restful or stressful? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so for um, for me, I, mm, I hate summer. Mm. 
Uh, I love the predict the predictability of the the fall, the mm-hmm. school year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, summer is good in terms of being able to connect uniquely with students. You know, I, I know Sophia, our um, assistant, our assistant. Sorry. Forgive me, Sophia. Uh, she probably won't watch this anyway. Uh, our associate, <laughs> she talks to you enough. Yeah, yeah, she talks to me enough. Our associate director of youth ministry. Uh, she uh, she spent a lot of you know great time with kids. Went kayaking. You know those sorts of things that you can do along the way. Those community mm-hmm. pieces. But you know the summer is a roll of the dice, man. When it comes to ministry, you know we started. Uh, we had this weekly thing that we wanted to do. This is the first time we've ever done something. Well, maybe the second time because we lit a little bit of it with COVID, but we had some off weeks um, where you know we you know have a youth group night in a gathering, and we have it broken up high school and middle school separate nights. It's usually together during the school year uh, on the same night. And so what we found was, is we had a very strong start and then summer happened and it's just, you see the attendance whittle down. Mm -hmm. We started like our very first one for high school was almost 40 students. We ended the last one in like 14. And that's just because when you get into July and you hit vacations and friends are finding out that one friend's away. And so that kid who usually comes isn't going to come because their friend isn't there. And so it just creates this domino effect. So I think for what we ultimately wanted to accomplish this summer, we did. If we were looking at a goal sheet of like, here are the check marks and the benchmarks of what we want to hit this summer. I think our, our ministry did that well in terms of community events, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, getting kids to, you know, we usually use the summer to ask questions uh, and, uh, you know, address some things uh, and leave a Q&A over at the end of every single time that we have. Uh, it, we did that. I, I think, you know, it's hard to measure the success of what you do in a summer. Um, but the other thing is, is that summer lends us to is it's a great transition time for kids who are moving from fifth to sixth grade sure. and kids who are moving from eighth to ninth grade. Because if you just stop in, uh, you know, we, we usually end in middle of May. If you stop in the middle of May and those kids don't come around till mid-September, you got all that time where you haven't built up that confidence for, you know, new kids coming in for mm-hmm. your high school ministry or just your ministry in general to adapt and adjust and have mm-hmm. those opportunities to connect with these kids so that when they show up in September, they're not weird. It's not, it's not a weird moment for them. Yeah, and, and I, I would echo everything you've said. I remember my first year in youth ministry, I was like, we're doing everything yes. once. And I was like, we're good. Man, have I, have I learned? But I would also say this summer was harder, mainly because I had no idea what to expect. And I think I had more hope for the summer. Mm-hmm. I put too much expectation on the summer, hoping <laughs> that, that, Hey, we're out of school. Uh, we can do things outside more readily. Right. We can, we can gather. And I know the kids need FaceTime together. Like I know they need this for their relationships and everything else. And it, it was, it was tough, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I think families this year really pulled out the stops in terms of traveling and just being you away. Missed a whole year of it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. But it made it really hard for consistency. Yeah, I, yeah, that was the hardest thing for me is, um, was having the consistency. Well, we it we consistently offered stuff, but not everybody took advantage of sure. that every week. And then we also had a VBS like our normal summer, if this is helpful. And the, you know, our normal summer is that we would do two gatherings a month just mm-hmm. to connect with students. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also had like, we had a mission trip. We used to have uh, a, a trip to uh, Michigan to go to a camp, a week long one for middle school. Um, and we would have our, our you know VBS in the summer that would be a week long. And so that's why we were able to kind of, 
you know, do two a month because mm-hmm. that would make sense of the schedule because you have all this like, you know, a lot of this time away with students, which, you know, does count as ministry. Sure. Um, and so this summer when you had the consistency, you know, and there's it's summer. I mean, kids have so many more options when there's not sports and homework and school and, mm-hmm. you know, all those sorts of things. So it makes it a little bit more difficult to be able to pull off stuff. What are, what are some of the things that you guys ended up doing this particular Yeah, and, and our regular, su- our normal quote-unquote summer would look similar to what you described. Uh, we really took an approach of trying not to do too much, but trying to do enough that we stayed in, in connection. Yes. And I think we accomplished that with our core. I think the, the outside of our core of students who are will be our leaders, who are the faithful few that are there always. I think those relationships were further solidified. It was really difficult to get that next ring. Like the, the, you got the, the core 12 and then you've got the multitudes and then the crowds, like some of those folks just were popping in and out. So what we did was we focused on small groups throughout the summer, using our, our leaders, our best resource to be with students. And then we focused on doing two trips. We did uh, two different camping trips, one with the middle school and preteen and one with the high school. Yeah. Do you have any stories from that? Oh, my. Give me one. Give me one. One. I want one story. Uh, Here's one story. Uh, Middle school preteen trip. Uh, We're sitting around the campfire the first night making s'mores, and there had been a stray cat that's been walking around throughout the campsite. And it's about 9, 9.30, dark enough you can't quite see what's happening. And I had a middle school girl go, oh, the cat is back. And one of our leaders, also named Jeremy, got up and started walking over, and he just yells, freeze. That's not a cat. It had a racing stripe. It was, was a, skunk. a skunk. And I, I, I mean, you should have seen the faces on these little preteen <laughs> middle school girls ready to run over and pick up this cat. Mm. And they realize it's no cat. No cat. This is a skunk. And all I could think in the back of my head was, I really don't want to drive a kid mm-hmm. two hours home stinking like skunk. In the car. In the, yeah, this is bad. So it could have gone really bad. Oh, my but gosh. It, it, was one, it was fine. It was no big deal. But just what could have been in my mind was way funnier. And I'm just thinking, I just see one of these girls trying to and just sprayed in the face. So that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. But. So, you know, what made you think about doing like a camping trip? Uh, one... My background of being a part of summer camps and doing that, I think pulling kids out of comfort zones, we've talked some about that, is huge. And when you put a kid outside their comfort zone and then you put uh, them in a situation where we're talking about scripture, we're talking about who God is, it really starts to break down some of those barriers and walls. And not many kids are just comfortable hanging out in the woods for a few nights. And there's going to be some tension. Oh, we got to walk far to the bathroom. Like little things that they just don't think about. No service, things like that. And so um, we also believe that it was one of the easiest ways to do something that's socially distant outside. Yeah. And we could take a day trip and we went tubing down uh, the river in Johnstown. It was a blast. So it just offered a lot of opportunity for time together that was not just program. It was just time together, yeah. hanging at the beach playing some uh, spike ball, playing some cross net, just, but then also having Bible studies a few times a day and really having real one-on-one conversations that you might not be able to get other times. Yeah. And I think, you know, another part of the summer too, that there's an interesting factor is seniors, Mm -hmm. right? So these, you know, students are like getting ready to go. And what's interesting is, is that we had, you know, we have a big senior celebration at the end of the year where they're basically all together, right? So that's the time where they're graduating and so on and so forth. We used to call it graduation and then we stopped calling it graduation because 
seniors just wouldn't come back anymore because in their mind they're, they're done. Graduated. Yeah, they're, they're done. done. So, yeah. but we we did find that that still happened this summer. Mm-hmm. Is we had some st- seniors who just really enjoyed the group, so they stuck around. But the majority actually, and we had a huge class of seniors this year. Uh, a good majority of them just kind of opted out because they realized you now their other senior friends were going to be there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they were they. I don't want to say done with our ministry, um, but they had jobs and things that they mm-hmm. wanted to do. Uh, there was, you know, I had a kid who wanted to basically go to every Pirates game he possibly could. And, you know, they took a lot of them took place on Tuesday nights. And, uh, you know, so when seniors uh, are in that summer stretch and they're getting ready to go, you know, they tend to they opt out of it, too. You know, I was thinking about a question while you were talking. It's like this is the Disciple Making Youth Ministry podcast. Sure. You know, how do we feel like summer fits into the disciple making process? How do we feel as though how we utilize it uh, goes towards that goal? I I think I'll, I'll I want you to answer in a second, but I think it tends to be kind of like it's the little things yeah. more than when we try to hit in the school year. But what what do you think for you? How does that fit into that process? I think there's two categories that I've always kind of approached, and one is what service can we do, and, and what discipleship in terms of one on one conversations can we have? Because it's much easier to pick a kid up, go to lunch, and do things like that. And then also a big component of our summers has always been bringing in new students. And that's a lot of times what surf cities and trips and yeah, missions trips yep. have been onboarding places for relationships to come together quickly. Uh, and an f- example of that, we've had a student who joined us in the middle of COVID and has been with us for now about a year. And he hadn't experienced a single trip with us. Right. And he's like, wait, you do trips? That's gonna be, that is going to be true for a lot of sure. students. And and so he, he's been a part of our ministry, but it's he's still not one of us in that sense that he's experienced it all. And so the outreach of trips that when you're all hanging out in a cabin together, and we've done some of that, even being at Surf City together, I think there are just relationships start faster and you, you end up at a different point when you're done with that trip than if you had even maybe been meeting weekly for, for a summer or something like that. Well, I mean, I, we used to do this like math, uh, well, actually, uh, when we talk about camps here in a couple of weeks, time? you know, yeah. the amount of time that you spend in a camp, I mean, if you factor in, let's say your youth ministry is an hour and a half every week, right? You, you do almost six months worth of yeah. youth ministry in a weekend, Isn't that crazy? in a weekend. Yeah. So you could almost do a year and on a, and a camping trip, right? Yep. So a week long one anyway. So I think like, that's awesome. You got mm-hmm. to do that with your kids. Cause they're probably weren't exposed to that much time being around the same people. Sure. Uh, all of the time, you know, you can't get away from them, right? You know, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. So there is a little bit of they have to, you know, they have to hunker down and you know d- accept the community that's around them. Well, and the, and the interesting thing is they're so desiring that community that almost anything can happen on the trip and it's going to be a success. Like the other trip, the high school trip we took, it was the weekend. I don't know if you remember where there was tornado warnings in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were camping. Oh wow! And I've never been wetter. Oh, wow. Like I could have jumped in the water and gotten less wet. Were you intense? We were, but it was pouring rain as we're setting the tents up. It was just no winning. And it was raining so hard that all I could think is if it rained like this for 40 days, I could see how the earth would be flooded. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure. So much rain. And I thought, oh, man, these kids are going to hate it. It's going to be terrible. They loved it. Like sure. they were so about it. And I could not imagine how positive their attitudes were. And and it just gave us such an opportunity to talk about, okay, circumstances shouldn't determine 
how we always approach life. Like our circumstances could be bad. That doesn't mean our attitude has to be. And it, little things like that, we don't get those opportunities if we don't do things over the summer. But I echo what you've already said. It It is hard and it is weird and it is just not consistent. And I'm one of the things I'm most looking forward to about coming up in the fall is just this consistency of ministry um, because I think I just... I stay focused more. I'm kind of all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I like to have things scheduled. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. my personality. Like when I was, uh, we'll talk about this in a second, but as I was mapping out my fall personally and professionally, sure. Um, that became uh, a thing for, that, came, that became a thing for me as a, I need to be intentional about this. Mm-hmm. And when summer happens, it's just like, you know, it's, I refer to it as like um, start and stop traffic. That's a good way. Right. So it's just like you're going really fast doing something and then boom, you got to stop. And then I, I like the feeling of moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like, and and some people could, some people probably love the summer because they have a lot of that flexibility. I am not, uh, one of those people. It doesn't seem as though you're one of those people. I think I liked it more from a ministry standpoint when, and this is going to sound bad, but when I didn't have kids and I wasn't no, I, married. I was going to, I was going to say that. Well, I was always married in ministry, but the kids part. Yeah, that's true. And, and I wouldn't trade any of that for anything, but the challenge of balancing family life and ministry in the summer is, is challenging. And so, um, it, it was a, just a different thing. It was like, oh yeah, I can just go out. Yeah. We're going to get wings tonight. Sweet. Like the, those organic things could happen previously in ministry and that's like what you're saying these little things that just can happen um but those don't happen anymore because i have to schedule a week or two out where i'm going to be when i'm going to be because i might need a babysitter i might need too many complicated things it is more tolerable for my wife for me to be gone for a week than it is for me to exactly what you said these kind of spontaneous things that that pop up and, and you, yeah, it's already, she's mentally prepared for it. She's good to go. So summer is, summer has its pros, um, in the fact that it creates more opportunities for those kinds sure. of community, which is really good. And I, and I think those, you know, that's what I'm saying. And those details for the summer are the, you know, part of disciple, the disciple making processes, being part of a healthy community and being able to do that that way, I think is really good. The other thing that it gives to us in the summer, is it is a pro, is it allows us to try out new student leaders mm-hmm. who want to mm-hmm. join in the fall. So we do have student leaders who are a part of our ministry. Sure. Uh, uh, in middle school specifically, we have high school. We have adult leaders in both um, yeah. high school and middle school, but then we have our some of our high school leaders uh, also serve in middle school ministry because uh, they're on the same night back to back. And so for the summer, we usually have the, you know, what, how we set up student leadership is that you need to be in 10th grade and up. Uh, the way we ideally try to do that is so that we can have them be with the kids from 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, but they'll start in 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yeah. Uh, and so we try to line it up that way. Sometimes it works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and so, but we get a chance throughout our summer is to give these students a chance to come serve week in and week out, to go through the process of running a group. See if they, yeah. You know, go through the mm-hmm. process of being there on time, <laughs> you know, going through the process of showing up uh, and being responsible for this to see if this is something they want to continue to do when there's sports, when there's school, Mm -hmm. when there's Mm -hmm. homework. Um, And we, I think for the most part, have almost 100% success rate with that. But that is a great disciple-making 
piece to the summer is yeah. to allow, you know, sort of try out for students who are interested in leadership, not too sure if it's for them. Um, but uh, I think, uh, I think a hundred percent of the students that tried out this summer will be serving in our middle school in, in the fall. So speaking of the fall, why don't we talk like we're, we want to do a, so what we want to do is like a, a 30,000 foot view of some of mm-hmm. the things we're excited about this fall, because next week episode, uh, I think it's my favorite title uh, is, so what do you do? So uh, for most uh, for most youth pastors, you know, there is a question over like, what do, how do we actually spend our time? Mm-hmm. It's like a teacher, right? You, you think your your high school teacher actually like slept in the classroom that, that you left. Right. And that's where they are. So so what do we do with our time? What does a week look like for us? And what are the practical implications of the things that we do within those ministries? You know, yeah. what are you doing in Bible study that's different than what you're doing on Thursday nights and you're you're on Wednesday nights and what's the point behind them? So we want to kind of do the ins and outs next week, but right now we're going to do a little bit of our 30,000 foot view of like some of the things we're excited about for the fall. So what about for you, you guys? Well, and, and at, right before we do that, I want to pause one second here and, and just say thank you for listening yeah. if you're with us. Um, and, and if you're new and you've just found our podcast, we're excited uh, as we're going on. If you want to contact us or reach out, disciplemakingym at gmail.com is our email address. We'd love to hear from you. Love to to hear what you're doing, or if you have questions that you're like, hey, you need to talk about this, hit us up there, disciplemakingym at gmail. Let's hop back in. Also, that would be the spot where if you want to sponsor uh, a section or you want to be a sponsor, we're looking for sponsors. So we are currently not <laughs> sponsored by the Spurgeon Study Bible and by... Or the ESV Illuminated. Yes, yeah. yes. So we are not sponsored by them, but we are giving them free advertisement as well as Vizio. And Vizio TV. Vizio TV. So <laughs> not sponsored by any of those guys. But if you want to be a sponsor, let us know. Let us know. Um, yeah. So w- what am I looking forward to about the fall? We've already said it briefly, but the the weekly grind mm-hmm. of ministry, um, getting back on that schedule, there's something that's so familiar of that, mm-hmm. but also something that... Um, I, I can find my purpose each day. I can have weekly goals. That's the thing. The hard one of the hard things of the summer is you're kind of looking at it from a whole summer perspective instead of what do I need to do this week in youth ministry? Yeah. And there's always something that needs done mm-hmm. this week in preparation for Wednesday night, Thursday night, whatever, whatever the night is that you have students. So I'm looking forward to that. But we've kind of already said that. So I'll I'll, I'll throw out another one. I am looking forward to getting back to. New what? How do I say this? I'm looking forward to getting back to doing youth ministry a little bit the way that we did before COVID. Okay. And what I mean by that is we're kind of reverting back to what is old. We're bringing back is new again. We're back to two hours uh, yes. together yeah, time. Sure. We're back to uh, because of two hours, putting more focus on small group ministry. Yep. We're back to consistent. Uh, breaking up of our middle school and preteen. We do four, five, and six, and seven and eight. This past year, we had to do that all together. And putting a fourth grader and eighth grader in a room, that's challenging. I'm looking forward to not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and focusing on those different ministries. So getting back to what we've done a little bit, that's not to say it's just going to be the same. Yeah. But bringing back some of the things we work because pre COVID we really hit a stride. I felt in our ministry with our volunteers and our leaders. 
And I still feel like we're recovering massively I think, from I that. I think everybody is. Our, our children's ministry, I mean, this is the cascading effect that has happened. Sure. Our children's ministry decimated by COVID. Yeah. Our, uh, thus, our middle school ministry got decimated yeah. by COVID. I mean, for our, our on, on our roster right now, our middle school ministry looks pretty solid, but it's just, you know, those kids aren't there every week. Mm-hmm. And that's because um, those kids that were supposed to be in fifth grade, you know, two years ago, they haven't been really coming to church, so it's not yeah. part of the rhythm of their life. And so, uh, and so now we're kind of playing a little bit of catch-up, and, you know, I think we're— we have a celebration Sunday kickoff for our church this Sunday, so we're hoping that's a good launch into all mm-hmm. of our fall ministries. We start next Thursday. So we're excited about those things. But yeah, to your point, like it, we, I said this to Sophia a couple you know, months ago. I was like, we're rebuilding. That's just where we are. I mean, especially in yeah. middle school, it feels like, you know, we're at ground zero, and now we need to lay a foundation. We need to build upon that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to one of the first episodes we had, as the old Wayne Manor burnt down, and I don't think we're going to rebuild it again, uh, brick for way. brick. Yeah. yeah, so I think we're we're excited about those things too. Any, any, anything else that you guys are excited about? Uh, I, I'm excited to see where uh, families and students are. There are some new relationships that we we began over the summer. That some new students showed up, and um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for some of our new leaders that we've got coming on because I, I don't know how this went with you, but it's been harder to find leaders and harder to get some of our leaders back who had taken a break. Yeah. And, um, and that's for a host of reasons, family and, and life and job changes and so many things have changed. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how God works in some of those new things and, uh, particularly how some of those new relationships, how can we build off of what's begun over the summer? Yeah. So what for you, what are you looking forward to? Uh, you know, should should things not should not our you know this rise and this Delta variant you know mess things up? Although I, I have a feeling in the world like people are marching forward. That's just my perception. It's like I think mm-hmm. we're just I think we're just marching forward to the best of our ability, um, and we're gonna do as we can. If you get it, stay away. I, I think that's just you know where we are mm-hmm. right now. It's, well, we're in Pittsburgh, so that seems to be just in in Pennsylvania. That seems to be. Uh, you know, where we're at with things. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But one of the things I really hope that we can get back to is getting away for camp again. And mm-hmm. I think there'll be challenges with that. And, you know, you know, talk to the, you know, the, the guys that I think we'll have on in a couple weeks to, to share about the heart behind, you know, going to camp and how that works in the disciple making process. But, you know, they, you know, they have to limit the amount of kids that yeah. can actually come to camp. They have to, you know, you know, there's wearing masks indoors for certain things. And so there are some things that are in place that need to take, take place in order for this experience to happen. Because how we do camp in, uh, in Pittsburgh is it's not like we go away. We do that as our, we do that one, sure. you know, once a year for our ministry to do a little bit of a discipleship weekend. This camp we go to is more for you know outreach uh, for kids who don't know Jesus, and so what they tend to do is they take kind of all of the churches in the Greater Pittsburgh all area and they people. and they bring they bring them together yeah. for a weekend. I mean these these weekends are across four. There was two middle school and then two high school, and they would get I think about fifteen hundred kids over the course. Uh, you know over the course of that. I mean that was just true of when you know back in two thousand and nineteen, mm-hmm. and so we're two years later probably won't have that many, but just the just going away with yeah. kids, yep. having that time, yep. 
getting kids who've never been to camp before the experience of going away, knowing that that is such a wonderful and positive thing, and for them to do business with God and how God does work uh, on a weekend mm. getaway. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so let me ask yeah. you a question yeah, on that, because uh, we have a parent meeting coming up here soon to start talking about all of those things. How, how is that being received? How are people, have you started talking about that yet with parents, and is there buy-in? I would say it just depends on your church and sure. your, your the kind of the attitude of your parents. Yeah, um, the attitude of our parents is just do good ministry, and and I think we're getting the majority of students coming to our events already. Mm-hmm. So I imagine there might be a feeling of, well, I feel fine sending my kid away for a weekend. Well, I mean, we'll see how yeah, that all plays out. You know, there's you know there's a question of wisdom in that, and I understand those sorts of things. Um, so I, I think for our parents overall, we have let them know. We put save the dates on the calendar. They're yeah. aware of when we're doing it and that it is happening. Yeah. And so I don't know. You know, we're supposed to we're supposed to send numbers into camp to let them know, like, hey, here's how many people to potentially expect, and you gotta put a down payment on this. I usually sweat when I do that yeah. anyway in a normal year because yeah, I don't want to get the number wrong yeah. because it's always harder to ask for more spots whenever you get too many kids. So I was tried, I used to shoot higher, but I was like a waterfall last week trying to send those numbers in because yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think our parents want to send their kids away, and mm-hmm. we already have this kind of interesting thing with middle school, and the middle school kids aren't attending as strongly as they used to. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think it'll might, we might do like an episode like post-camp review. I would like, love, hey, yeah. how would that, yeah. how did that go? Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it ends up going. But yeah, it's out there. And, and if anybody asks, like, yep, we're doing it. And we'll let kids know probably from the beginning of the year, but I'm going to say the word Laurelville to some kids and they're going to have, have absolutely no idea. But I'm excited to you know bring sure. those ideas sure. back, and I know they'll have promo videos and get kids excited for that. Um, the other thing that I'm excited for is uh, I mentioned this, uh, you know, last spring is I'm doing seminary, Woo! so I'm starting seminary at Gordon Conwell. Uh, there's another free sponsorship for you, a <laughs> non-sponsorship for you, marketing, and so uh, and uh, that's going to be an interesting thing for me personally. Uh, because of the um, the work that it takes, and mm-hmm. I'm only doing one class, yeah. and I did that by design so that I don't drown. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm I'd be fearful of being in a position where uh, I was just doing too much, and yeah. and uh, I'm excited about that opportunity. I think it'll help. I want to bring what I learned to students. I've already thought in ways of how that could happen. Uh, and some of the things I've learned, but I start class next Monday, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just happy to be back in the rhythm of meeting with kids again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to to be around our leaders who are such wonderful people. Uh, we filled basically every spot. And sorry to say this for you, but we filled every spot but one. Uh, but we're managing that, and yeah. we're combining groups together. That'll help yeah. too. Uh, but you know, our our leaders are kick butt, and they're awesome. And uh, we look forward to being back together with them. And yeah. you know, the other nice thing, this is my last one, is going to kids' games again. Uh, I yeah. went to uh, what did I go to last week? I went to a football game on Saturday. That was great. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know the the dad texted me afterwards and was like, "Hey, my son wanted to be sure that it was you in the stands." I told him it was, and you should have seen the smile on his face that you were there. I think those little things yeah. right there are worth it for us. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to be able to have this time again where we can go and support kids in that way and uh, be there for them. So I'm excited about those things. Uh, that's awesome. Those are those are all good things. Uh, I will say, uh, you're starting seminary the way that I did on the Moses plan. You're <laughs> going to be as old as Moses when you get yes. out. <laughs> Seven and a half years, I may or may not have a youth ministry degree. Yeah, there you go. That's I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear how uh, those things grow. And particularly, I'm, I, uh, that's why I asked some questions about camp, because that is, as I already said, I think one of the galvanizing places for relationships. And so finding a way to make that happen. Um, it's not the end all be all, but I think it is essential uh, to what kids are going through right now. So um, one, one other thing I'm looking forward to is, and, and this is ministry, but kind of personal, the, the way that the way that my life has gone is my wife and I work complete opposite schedules. Mm. So I work usually Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, work at home on Thursday, off on Friday. She works Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so we don't see each other mm. uh, except when it's like, oh, it's bedtime. Now we have an hour after the kids are in bed. And yeah. Uh, so for the first time, I've switched my day off to Mondays. Yeah. And so my wife and I will have a day off together. And the kids are going to both be in school on Mondays. Yeah. So we're going to get to go on dates again Yay. for like the first time in feels like uh, seven years. So uh, I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to just be... What was be your day off before? Fridays. So here's the funny thing. I think for the longest time, I've wanted the... Fr we, I've always had Mondays. Yeah. And there was a time frame for they switched to Friday's day offs mm. and nobody liked it. Mm. It, I mean, back to back and you come on Sunday, it was, I have like Mondays off. I have, I just, the whole time I've been in this role and it's nice. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. And, and originally I just, the senior pastor was Mondays, So it was just avoid Mondays. And so I don't have to avoid Mondays any longer. Um, and the way that my kids now, one being kindergarten, one being preschool makes it a little bit easier. So I'm excited to see how that goes again, learning the workflow and all those things. So. So we'll see. Hopefully actual rest can be happening on day off uh, yeah. and some, some good time it's with good my stuff. wife. So I got a question. Did the camera die? Probably. Well, we thought we would put this up. I was I almost told you before we got on here, hey, you want to check the battery level on well, that thing? It's also one of those things where I think the camera might only go for 30 minutes or the screen's de dead and, and we're all going to throw this in at the end of the, the video and... And I don't know if the screen goes dark or not, but we'll see. But yeah. I figure, hey, so if you want to go watch this, you might not be able to because <laughs> the whole thing might not be there. But we are so grateful that you have joined us at the start of season two and episode one. We do look forward to next week's conversation around the kind of the details sure. of what, you know, what are we doing to try to help, you know, disciple students uh, along the way? And, and how do we kind of, uh, you know, what are the, the gears behind the scene to, to be able to, to pull that off? So. Thank you so much for joining us here for Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. Please subscribe any of your platforms that yeah. I think, I think is it Google Play? Do we have Google Play? We have Google Play. I say most of you are on Apple is what we see. So yeah. Yes. So, uh, so thank you for joining us and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever it is you consume your podcast. We hope you have been encouraged by what you have heard and you're ready to jump into the hard work of disciple making. Catch you on the next one.